Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful week, and I'm so excited to be doing another episode of our Wife Talk series. So grab your journals. But before we dive into the word, I just want to remind you guys that I'm having an event on March 15th in Miami, Florida, the private polish party, the charging place for powerhouses. So if you are a powerhouse, if you are a woman that wants to boss up her life in any way, shape or form, head over to Eventbrite and type in the private polish party or go to thechristianbay.com and secure your seat. As you see on the title, today's episode is The Hiding Place. And the book that I'm coming from is the book of Psalm chapter 32, verses 7 and 8. And it says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. I felt like the hiding place was the perfect topic to talk about because I know that there's a lot of people that are in their single season and they're in their season of waiting and they're getting frustrated with being single and frustrated with waiting on God because they feel like they've already went through the process. They feel like they know everything that they need to know in order to be a great wife. And it just seems like God has them stuck in a single season or stuck in a single shelter. While I was taking notes, when I saw where it said, you are my hiding place, I put hiding place equivalent to single shelter because a hiding place is something that protects you and covers you. And that's what God does in your single season. He has you in a shelter because he understands that you don't know what you don't know. There are certain things about marriage that you don't know you need to know until you get into it. Or until God shelters you and begins to teach you these things to prepare you because you do not know what you don't know when you're covered, when you're protected. Sometimes you don't always know everything that you're protected from. You know the things that you can see, like the popular things like communication and trust and talk about finances, but you don't know the spiritual warfare that you're going to encounter in your marriage. You don't know the generational curses that are going to sprout up out of nowhere. You don't know what type of mental health issues are going to come in the long run and these are the things that God is sheltering you from right now these are the things that he's protecting you from because he's able to see everything that's coming with the promise that he's promised you and he's sheltering you to prepare you and you feel like because you're able to see some of the things that go wrong or cause problems in marriage and you've already addressed those things you've learned how to communicate you feel like you're the most patient person ever you've learned that you need to serve your husband because you've checked these things off of your list you feel like you don't need a single shelter you feel like you don't need to be protected but God sees the spiritual things God sees the things that do not meet the eye so you have to understand when he says that he is your hiding place that applies to your single season as well you're in a single shelter because he's protecting you and preparing you for things that come with the promise that you have no idea of Verse 8 continues and says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And I wrote down three points. 
The first point he said, I will instruct you. When a person instructs you, they tell you. So when you're being instructed, that was him giving you the promise in the first place. I'm telling you, I'm instructing you and letting you know that you are going to be a wife. You are going to be a husband. You are going to be married. You are going to have a family. That was instructions. That was him telling you what's to come in the future. But he also says, I will teach you. And when you teach a person, you show a person how to do something. So if I'm teaching you, you already know that this is what we're working towards. And now I'm showing you how to bring to life whatever it is that I instructed you or told you about in the beginning. So you have to understand when God tells you that you're going to be a wife or a husband, he has to teach you how to be that thing that he told you. And a lot of you are in the teaching season and you keep trying to rush it, rush it. You keep feeling like you've already learned that you already know. But again, you do not know what you do not know. Bottom line is no simpler way to say it. You don't know what you don't know. And that's why if he still has you in your single shelter, if he still has you in his hiding place, it's because he knows that if he sends you out, you are going to be premature. You are not going to be able to withstand that thing that he instructed you of in the beginning. And before he lets you make him out to be a liar, he will shelter you. He will hide you from that promise because his word has to come to pass. So it's not his word that's being prepared right now it's you being prepared you're not able to match up to the word that he's giving you he has to take you through this process he has to teach you he has to show you how to be what you need to be in order for his word to stand in your life in order for what he instructed you to come to pass he has to teach you how to be that person that can stand on it and fulfill whatever role he's told you you will fulfill Verse eight says, I will instruct you, which is to tell you and teach you, which is to show you after I've told you, I'm going to show you how to be the type of person that can receive what I told you about in the way you should go. And when it says in the way you should go, it's talking about guiding you. God will guide you in the direction that he wants you to go in order to receive the thing that he told you about and the thing that he showed you how to operate in. That's the part that we often skip or try to um, think ahead of, or we try to just do it on our own. We get the word, which is the instruct you. And then we go about the process of teaching and learning how to be that thing that he told us we would be. But then we feel like we can choose for ourselves in what environment or with what people we are going to be those things that he just told and taught us how to be. And that's not how it works. If it's a promise of God, it needs to be told by God, taught by God, and directed by God. God needs to guide you where he wants you to go in order for you to fully flourish in the word that he's giving you. You cannot get a word from God and get a lesson from God and then choose the place that you think you're going to operate in that process that he just taught you because it's it's a line. If I taught you how to be a cheerleader at one school and I showed you what to wear, if you try to wear the uniform to another school, you're going to be out of place. It's not going to work. And there's going to be some backlash that comes with it because you're out of alignment. 
God does everything with alignment. God does everything with a process, like I told you on the last episode. So you cannot go through this hiding place. You cannot go through this single shelter and feel like you're going to take two or three steps and do the one by yourself. Well, God, I'll let you instruct me and tell me the promise. I'll let you teach me the promise, but I'm going to bring the promise to pass on my own. It does not work like that. That's the quickest way to get you to failure. You have to allow God to direct you. And what do I mean by direct you in relationships? I mean, you have to allow God to tell you, yes, this is the young man that I have for you. Yes, this is the woman that I have for you. And everybody likes to give the example of figuring out whether or not that's the man or woman God has for you. And sometimes people don't know how to do that. But if you don't know how to do that, you do know how to feel in the bottom of your stomach when something isn't right. God guiding you and directing you goes far beyond just knowing whether or not a person is a person you're supposed to be with. He will guide you about whether you're supposed to text back to a certain message. He will guide you about whether or not you're supposed to go on a date. He will guide you about whether you're supposed to engage in a conversation or turn the other cheek and walk away. He will guide you and he will drop little nuggets in your mind prompting you of what to do. So don't just think of God guiding you as yes or no, this is the man for you. Think of it as yes or no, answer that call. Yes or no, text back. Yes or no, go on that date. Yes or no, accept that offer to go to the park or accept that offer to work together on a project. He will guide you in every aspect of your life because we go about life thinking that our everyday tasks don't somehow line up to the big promise, but it does. What you decide to wear lines up with the promise. What if God has told your husband that you're going to have on a red dress and you decide to switch it up? Ask God to guide you in every aspect of your life because God cares about the details. He's intentional with the details. Even though they seem small, God uses small things to make big rewards. So with everything in your life, allow God to guide you. Don't just listen to his instructions and learn his teachings without following his directions. Allow him to guide you and direct you in whatever area he wants you to go in in every aspect of your life it's the small details that we're missing out on that's making us miss the promises we can seek him we can pray to him but in our day-to-day activities we forget to check in with him and that's where we miss out on the promise allow him to guide you in the small things as well in the text back at midnight in the phone call that's always late night set those boundaries he guides you and he teaches you before you enter big situations to where now your feelings are involved because you're used to talking to this person and now God's telling you he's not the one or she's not the one he could have told you that from the beginning when y'all first start texting if you were checking in with him don't allow situations or circumstances to get so big and now you're desperate needing God to come save you because you didn't have him in the midst in the beginning. The last part of verse eight says, I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And that just sums up everything that I said. God will counsel you as he watches you. But we have to remember that God gives us free will. So he can counsel us. But if we don't choose to receive that counsel, that's our problem, not his problem.
So we have to be receiving and have a receiving spirit and allow him to counsel us because like the word says, his eye is on us, but not only is his eye on us, his eye is on everything that's happening around us. The things that we can't see, the things that are coming that we had no idea were coming. He sees all of those things and he wants to counsel us and prepare us for things that we know and things that we don't know. So if you feel like you're in a hiding place right now, you're in God's hiding place and your future relationship, you don't see it nowhere in sight. You don't, you're not talking to anybody. You're not dating anybody. You don't know how it's going to come to pass. You feel like you're in a single shelter. God has closed you out to the world, to the love world. He's closed you out to the dating world and it's just you and him and you're kind of getting impatient. Understand that God is counseling you right now. So instead of thinking of yourself as the victim, them, I challenge you to ask yourself or to ask God, God, what are you trying to prepare me for in this season? What are you trying to instruct me to do? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to teach me? You're showing me something right now. And then after you've taught me, Father God, please guide me in the direction that you want me to go because I want to be fully operating in the counsel of you because I know that you're watching me and everything around me. I challenge you to pray that prayer. I challenge you to write that down in your journal and really ask God to speak to you and tell you what it is that he's doing in this season. And I know that he will show you exactly what he's trying to instruct, teach, and guide you to. All right, let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for blessing us with another day. Father God, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to tap into your presence, Father God, to open up your word and get a new revelation, Father God. I pray that this word plants seeds of patience into every person listening to this podcast, Father God. I pray that it plants seeds of reassurance, Father God, that all things are working together for our good, Father God, that you have a plan for us, Father God, and a plan for us to prosper, Father God, prosper in love as well, Father God. I pray that every person listening to this podcast know that you have not left or forsaken them. I pray that they know that you see their tears and you see the desires of their heart, Father God. But because you are such a good father, you care about them fully operating in everything that you've promised them, Father God. And you care more about them having everlasting than you do about temporary, Father God. When their love comes, Father God, you want them to have a long love, Father God, a legacy type love, Father God. So I pray that right now they don't grow weary and well-doing, Father God. They don't feel like they're not a wife because it's not in this season. They don't feel like they're not a husband because it's not happening in this season, Father God, because you said that your word cannot return to you void. Your word must come to pass. And if you've placed that word in their heart that they're going to be a wife and they're going to be a husband, it is manifesting right now as I speak, Father God. I pray that you send them confirmation that it's coming to pass. I pray that you send them reassurance. I pray that you send them encouragement. And I pray that you send them strength and endurance to with to with stand and endure everything that you're taking them through in their hiding place season, in their single shelter season, Father God. I pray that they come out brand new, Father God. I pray that they come out with a renewed mind, Father God, and a clean heart that reflects your love, Father God. I pray that you continuously pour into me so that I can pour into each and every person listening to this podcast. I thank you for this platform. I thank you for these people. And I pray that we continuously walk on this journey to get closer to you, Father God, because with you, we can do all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. Don't forget to head over to Eventbrite and secure your seat for the private polish party. We also still have our birthday bay Christian Bay shirts and the pinking of UT is on the website as well. Go check out the merch and buy something. Send this podcast to a friend. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I will be answering more of the Wife Talk series questions. So continue to leave your questions on the Instagram at the Christian Bay Podcast. And I will answer three or four questions tomorrow. I love you guys. Bye.